is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for a Monday edition of Mick Shots as we look back at what happened on Sunday at AT&T Stadium and look ahead to a Monday night game this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, much to get to. And Mickey Spagnola and Everson, uh, I'm not sure if Everson's with us just yet, but I'm Mickey, here. I know that uh, there he is. Everson is here. Uh, you know, it is a victory Monday at the Star in Frisco, but Mickey, it just doesn't feel like a victory Monday at the Star in Frisco, does it? No, it sure doesn't. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I, uh, I kind of turned that old phrase around uh, for my column today, and I said this was the agony of victory uh, mm-hmm. because obviously – uh, you won a game, you know, it's like, thank God, finally. Uh, you pulled a two and three. Uh, you're actually in first place, but you lose your starting quarterback for the rest of the season. And somehow it just seemed hard, and I'm sure it was hard for the team afterwards uh, to celebrate a victory. They had every right to celebrate. Uh, but, again, when you lose Dak Prescott uh, the way they did, uh, in such gruesome fashion, uh, I know everybody. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what other people thought, but when I was watching it uh, and seeing him struggle the way he did, about made me sick to my stomach uh, to see him have to go through that. Yeah, I happened to be watching it, and and just so happened my daughter uh, was next to me. She's a grown woman; she's thirty plus years old. But you know, we're both major cowboy fans. Uh, when even when I went to the Giants, they remained Cowboy fans. That just lets you know how much she loves the Cowboys. And uh, of course, when Dad goes down, you know she's, you know, a black woman seeing a, a young young black man, and and just she empathized with him even more than she would just being a major Cowboy fan and a human being. Uh, it just man, it, it it took away from the the game itself, you know. Like you said, you're sick to your stomach. It just felt so uneasy. Uh, when I first saw the injury, guys, I, I just, I was, he, as he was holding uh, his calf, I just thought he had a knot in his calf because that's all I was looking at. And then just, you know, it doesn't take much to just go from the calf down to the foot and when he held it up. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this, he's, it's done, he's done for the season. Uh, and I, I was hoping, you know how it is, as a player, you've seen the Joe Theismann. You know, we, we always go back to Joe Theismann when we see that injury. And uh, I was, I'm hoping that his career is not over uh, because that's really something tough to come back from. He's, he's younger than Theismann was when Theismann had his injury. Uh, of course, you know, Dak is a, a, a stud of a human being. So we just hope he can, he can come out, out of it in some way. Forget it. I almost forgot about the season. That's how much it hit me. I'm thinking, man, I, it just you just wanted to turn off the TV, you know, and that's just crazy considering that the game is still going on. Yeah, I mean, the, 
the game uh, was on the back burner then. I mean, you, you just felt for, for Dak so much. And, and you talk about Everson, what you saw as the injury occurred. And for me, I'm sitting there at home watching it uh, with my wife. And, and I did not – when I saw something was wrong, okay, I immediately saw something wasn't right, I did this. I put, I, you know, I chart the yeah. game. I got a notebook yeah. in my hand. I went yeah. like this, and I did not want to see what was going yeah. on. I, I did I not want to see it at all. And I, I accidentally have, saw it. Actually, yeah, it was right, an accident. Right. I did not. And want that's to. that's the way I react to any injury like that. I just I just do not want to see it. And I think there's, you know, you could see the the pictures of the teammates and the, and people on the sideline. They didn't want to look either, and uh, you know, but uh, the. The it was a it were, in, in a way though it was such a beautiful scene to see the 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 Giants as well as the Cowboys and you could just see how much respect that Dak Prescott has not only among his teammates but and, and fans here in Dallas but across the league as well we've seen it on social media with with so many people reaching out and this guy has earned the respect. And yep. uh, just the way he goes about his life and so forth. That's why it doesn't matter whether – I, I would look at it – if Dak Prescott played for the Giants and I knew what I know about Dak Prescott as right. a person, I yep. would have those same feelings that Jason Garrett had on the sideline mm-hmm. when he came out, you know, and, and that was a touching moment when he came out, um, you know, as he laid there on the turf. The good news as far as Dak is concerned, I've talked – and, Mickey, you may have too – I've talked to – uh, medical experts, and uh, it looks like this is not going to be an injury that's going to affect his career long term. Obviously, it does for this season, but uh, so, and apparently the surgery went well, um, and it looks like that he'll be able to be back uh, as good as new after he recovers from this. Yeah, I think, I think the, the thing other that thing you fear, you, you probably fear. I want to say something, was, Spags, in regards to. Uh, I know it's, it's mixed shots, but I just had to say this. It's, it's not just uh, this injury that, that Dak has had. It's just in his entire uh, uh, year has been pretty mm-hmm. tough for him. So you compound that fact with his, his uh, brother's suicide. And then, of course, this injury. And now you're talking uh, his bouts with depression also. So it's more than just football here, and I want to make sure people understand that. This is about a young man who we've taken for granted all this time. Uh, that's why the other team was so involved in their grief, you know, in, in, in the, uh, um, you know, commiserating with everyone simply because he is known as a person that doesn't ever complain. He is known as a professional on and off the court, not just here in Dallas, but in regards to the, the entire community. Uh, of this nation, really, when you think about it. So uh, that's what uh, went along with that injury. It had much more to do, much less to do with football and much more with uh, what kind of person he is, which is what you talked about, Bill. Go ahead, Spags. I'm sorry. I had yeah, I, I was just going to say this This whole thing was like so Dak, right? Uh, a normal quarterback, he's running, he gained seven yards, go down, not Dak. He's going to try to power his way for the first down. He knows where the first down is, and, and he's going to try to get the extra yards. And then on top of that, it's like he's on the ground, and by God, he's going to straighten out his leg. 
He's going to straighten out his foot. That's what he was trying to do. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And you could see yeah. it turn the wrong way. And he's trying to, you know, and, and, and made, it brought back memories. I can remember one time when, when Troy Aikman damaged a finger. It, it kind of dislocated. And, and he asked Kevin Gogan to pull it. Like, get it back in, you know. No, no, going, you got, he's trying you got, you got to do it yourself, This is not a finger. This, this is a foot. You can't you got, do that. You, you got to do it yourself sometimes. It's yeah. just. It's just automatic. When I heard mine, it's over to the side. And, and, you know, I'm surprised Troy would let someone else do it. That takes more bravery because I just had to immediately try to pop it back into place. It's just automatic. You see it out, you want to put it back in. Now, we're just talking the finger. I don't know if I'd be doing that with my foot. But your foot, right? Yeah, and, right. And, and plus, Troy, Troy's asking Gogan to do it, of all people, right? <laughs> yeah, Gogan and, would take his whole finger off. Right. And then, and then when I see him going off, and you can see, you know, tears in his eyes, and, and there was part of me thinking that, yeah, he's in pain, but he, the, the other pain is that he can't stand leaving his team. Like he right. felt like he was leaving his team behind. And, uh, you know, you could see that uh, the way Zeke ran, I mean, he, he ran possessed for that 12-yard touchdown. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think he understood that now this thing's on us. And to me, that was his best go. run of the year, believe Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it, so anyway, so they, the, the surgery last night was successful. Uh, they uh, going to repair uh, the fracture uh, mm-hmm. and and the dislocation uh, and the reason they rushed into the hospital so fast uh, because they were worried about infection. So of they course. wanted to make sure they cleaned out the wound from yes. the compound fracture, get that thing set, take care of the dislocation. And what you hope is, you know, that he didn't tear any ligaments in there that that couldn't be fixed. The other thing you worry about, where the other guys had such bad injuries that we've seen on TV is they've had nerve damage. And it didn't sound like he suffered any of that. Uh, the report this morning, and Stephen talked about it, that uh, that the surgery was successful uh, and that the doctors feel like he should be able to come back uh, good as new. So, uh, And that's, that remains to be seen. But I would imagine, you know, he's, he's out four to six weeks before he can do anything uh, on that foot again. And, and we had a, we had another injury uh, that we can't ignore. Uh, was that Poe? Tristan Hill. Uh, well, Tr- Tristan, Tristan Hill. Tristan, uh, before we before we get to Tristan Hill, let me say one sure. more thing about uh, Dak, sure. and and I want to pass along what a doctor told me last night about that whole situation and just how serious this situation was. For first off, down on the field. Okay, when you have an injury like that, the, the biggest concern, and of course I'm no doctor, I'm just relaying what a doctor told me, the biggest concern for the trainers, the medical staff on the field is reestablishing blood flow. And you got to make sure quickly that quickly. blood flow is reestablished in that area of the leg. Um, when he was being carted off, you know, they, they put him in a boot, okay, and uh, amazingly, that basically when they set it and, and put it in that boot, it takes the pain away, amazingly, uh, for the most part, okay? And so those tears that you were seeing, as Mickey was talking about, uh, those tears welling up in, in Dak's eyes as he was being carted off the field, they weren't from pain. They were from the emotion of the moment. In fact, what my I remember my wife's reaction as she saw him laying on the ground there. She, she was going, 
that guy is so tough. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I think it's, it was everybody's reaction there. But as he's, you know, the the the, uh, and imagine what it would have been like if the whole stadium would have been full. But Whoa. even with the, even with the limited number of fans there, and in just the outpouring that Dak had to feel from amongst teammates and the other side going right by the Giants bench too, and you could see them all uh, giving their well wishes to him as he as he was carted by, and then just looking at that stadium and realizing all that work that he has put in to this season and this here and now, and really not knowing what the future holds for him, you can just imagine what what kind of emotion that he had, and he, he showed it right there, and, and the love that he has for his team and the sport and, and everything everything that he does. And then the other thing, as Mickey was talking about, the, the really important thing, aside from fixing the injury, uh, according to the doctor that I talked to, is, that, uh, is because it was an open wound, is the chance of infection. And when they went in there, they had to really clean it good mm-hmm. and over and over and really make sure that he uh, does not have an infection. Uh, that, that would uh, not be good at all. And so apparently everything went well with the surgery last night, and he was uh, being released from the hospital today. Good stuff. Good stuff. That all that 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 whole thing makes makes my ruptured Achilles feel like a scrape <laughs> on my arm. <laughs> all right, yeah, Mickey, you want to give us we, enough? We've been beset with injuries, Spags, not to mention your own. Yeah. <laughs> the all I, just, you know what? When when this stuff happens, all I say is it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. How many more yeah. months we have left? Three. Oh. Too yeah. many. Too many. <laughs> and uh, Mickey, about Tristan Hill, uh, what are you hearing on Tristan? I'm, Hill? I'm hearing it, it, the, the, the MRI that they were taking was to probably confirm that he had a torn uh, ACL. So it looks like that they'll be without him too. I mean, just think how about- did that happen? I, I I tried to see it. I, was it when the 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 quarterback was between his legs, right? And when he rolled over, did it? He, it, fell- he went out of place. He fell awkwardly, and you know, and I thought Tony Romo made a good comment there. He said, you know, when he went down, it was almost like he was trying to keep Daniel Jones from he was. a bad fall. He and, was. You know, and this is the guy that got a, a bad name after uh, the Seattle game because of his tackle and roll, and here right. he was trying to go down right. You know, and another thing I, I noticed last week in, in the in the Cleveland game, he made a tackle, clean tackle, and then when he hit the ground, he rolled. It was almost like his deal. Unfortunately, in the Seattle game when he rolled, he still had the guy's leg. But that's kind right. of what he did, uh, I saw, when he hit the ground. So this time, here he is trying to, to make sure he doesn't fall on, on Daniel Jones's leg uh, or probably you know, even get a penalty, and uh, he ends up hurting himself. You know, That's the other why thing you on always that. do what you do, guys. When it, yeah. don't let anybody else change what you do. Whatever is successful for you, if you start trying to change that because somebody else has a complaint, then you're compromising yourself, which is exactly what happened. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, and he was in, he was holding up, trying not to get a penalty or rough on the passer. Also, you know, because he's had that that issue in the past. But you know, then when I saw that he was hurt, he fell so awkwardly. So many times on these ACL injuries, they're non-contact, and they are from situations like that. I mean, how about Blake Jarwin's? I mean, yeah. where 
it's it's a non-contact deal where it's like your your leg gives out or I, I don't know exactly medically uh, why that is or, or, or but that's when I saw he was down I said oh I hope it's not an ACL because of the awkward manner in which he fell not because of the contact or anything it just ACLs seem to be the injury that happens that way for whatever reason and let's yes. just be clear guys I mean we still have the same uh, feeling and empathy for anyone that gets injured on this team, anyone that gets injured in football. I think with uh, Dak, it's almost like the, the Ray Rice thing, you know, kind of a, a stretch comparison, but you've got a lot of people that have, that have had uh, marriage problems, but when you see that marriage problem culminate on a video, then it's just totally different. It has an entirely different effect. Yeah, we saw uh, Hill go down, but it didn't have the same visual effect that Dak's injury had. So, yeah, we still feel bad for all of these guys. You know, the, the journey is going to be long. We just hope that they come through it okay. And that's for all the guys that have had injuries around the league. You know, and the other thing that the, my doctor uh, that I talked to said, I mean, it's Mickey said, uh, I, I can't remember, the, you, around six weeks. I mean, it takes a bone to heal. He said six, to, my doctor said six to eight weeks, uh, mm -hmm. assuming everything went well with the surgery, the bone will heal, and he'll be good to, to do whatever in six to eight weeks. Now, playing in the NFL is not six to eight weeks away for him. I think he, he says, well, the way – the doctor I talked to put it is he's done for the regular season. I mean, he looked at it that it's it's not an injury, like a year-long injury. It's something where after the first of the year, it looks like he would be, you know, able to do some things. So, yeah, uh, it's not, it's not it like out. an it's not like an Alex Smith injury. Right, right. Oh, that, right, that's just, good to hear. That's good to hear. <laughs> and, and I think the other thing is, and the thing that has impressed me so much about Blake, about uh, Dak, throughout his time here is this positive spirit that he has and the can-do uh, attitude that he has. And I guarantee you who woke up in that hospital this morning, when he gets back to the star, he is going to be doing all he can <laughs> to get back as soon as possible. But he believes in this team. He believes in Andy Dalton. He believes that this team, which is now back in first place in this bad NFC East after winning yesterday, has a chance with a veteran quarterback. And let's uh, we can get into Andy Dalton and, and talk about the game when we come back here in just a moment on uh, Mix Shots. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to mixed shots. The Cowboys are back at AT&T Stadium one week from tonight. Monday night football to take on the Arizona Cardinals. A limited number of tickets starting at $89 available now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. By the way, the Arizona Cardinals... Uh, we'll come in with a 3-2 and two record next Monday night. Of course, coached by Cliff Kingsbury, the quarterback Kyler Murray gets all the headlines, but they lost a key member of their team in yesterday's win over the Jets as their star high-paid edge rusher Chandler Jones is lost for the season. Uh, mm. I believe a torn biceps injury uh, oh. were the initial reports. Uh, I don't think there's anything official on that yet, but they, they're without Chandler Jones. But our concern right now is with the Cowboys and what happened on uh, Sunday. We've talked a lot about the uh, DAC injury, and uh, that takes uh, precedence over everything else. Uh, but the Cowboys did come away with a victory, and uh, there's a reason, Mickey, that Andy Dalton is on this team, and there's a reason that the uh, football gods were smiling upon the Cowboys in late April when Joe Burrow was picked by the Cincinnati Bengals, and it was obvious that Andy Dalton no longer had a home in Cincinnati. He does have a home in Highland Park, and it made a whole lot of sense <laughs> for him to sign with the Cowboys. Yeah, that one sort of just fell right in their lap, right? Uh, and, and not to mention uh, going through uh, COVID-19, uh, he probably didn't want to have to move, leave home to go to another team, and it was just too convenient for him to sign uh, with the Cowboys. And if you think about it, you know, these previous few years, they've gone with the inexperienced backup, uh, and this time when this opportunity presented to themselves, it's like, heck yeah, uh, and again, he had guaranteed money uh, from Cincinnati, so basically the Cowboys just gave him uh, a three-year, I mean a one-year, three million dollar guaranteed contract laced with a bunch of incentives. And and you know the w- when you first saw it, it's like okay, he's probably not going to hit those in- incentives because <laughs> the first one was if he played 50 percent of the snaps and the Cowboys made it to the playoffs, it was a one million dollar. Uh, incentive bonus. Well, what was the chance of him playing 50% of the snaps, right? Well, now it's a real good chance he's going to play probably 75% of the snaps. And then it goes on uh, from there. Uh, if they go through the playoffs, he can make another, uh, you know, $2 million. So eventually, with this, from a financial standpoint, uh, they structured the contract just in case and just in case just presented himself. But mm. the more important thing is is 
you've got a guy that started this is his 10th year in the in the league if i got it right was it 2011 2011 uh, yep his draft um and, and so this is what you want in a backup quarterback because think about it these guys might get a handful of snaps during the week in practice maybe maybe a half a dozen uh, the rest of it is mental preparation and relying on what you already know and and he came in and played like he'd been playing for four games it would end up completing nine of 11 passes for 111 yards and and, and he should go take Michael Gallup out to dinner for the rest of the year Man. for those two catches. Man. Unbelievable, right? But again, he had to function and go in and run, and they really didn't back off that much from what their game plan was. So uh, it was a real godsend that they decided to san- sign Andy Dalton. Boy, I, I really enjoyed that, Spags. Uh, even though my heart was heavy, you know, we, we're still taking care of business. Uh, even after he fumbled the snap from center, that he could have folded. You know, of course, I know he's no no uh, shrinking violet. I know he's a quarterback that's been in the league for 10 years. But under those circumstances, it was very unusual for him considering the uh, emotions around the entire stadium at that time. I know he was feeling it. And to come in and have to perform the way he did, the pass to Michael Gallup, on the sidelines, tiptoed on the sidelines. He did that on the run, of course, running to his right, thank goodness. But that is an extremely difficult pass to make, coming off the bench, cold, and, and needing that particular play. He dropped that dime in there for Gallup. And then, of course, now you have to have your teammates lift you up when you need it. So here comes the deep pass. I never saw that deep pass coming. I just assumed that they were going to continue to play it safe. And, and I, put, I, I posted that on Twitter. You know, you, you see some amazing catches out there that are obviously amazing. The Beckham play against, uh, uh, against uh, Brandon Carr in, in, Texas, in Cowboy Stadium, that was an amazing play. I mean, just physically, he was being P.I., caught it with one hand, going down. It was just ridiculously crazy. That play that Gallup made, a little bit more subtle uh, in its greatness. It's easy to do the Willie Mate. Well, it's not easy, but those mm-hmm. that catch, I've done it before, blessed with the ability to do the Willie Mays catch over the shoulder with your hands in this position. But for him to be able to catch the ball with his hands in this position, <laughs> I, I, I posted, that is one of the most amazing catches I have ever seen. Guys hanging off of his back. This is easy, guys. It's easier to go like this and to have your hands inverted in that manner. I don't think I've ever seen a cleaner catch in that manner. Those would have to be luck. That, guys, the clutch situation, uh, the emotion in the room, the ability for him to contort his body in that manner. That's why I said Michael Gallup is going to have a breakout year this year because of plays like that. Amazingly and, athletic guy. And then and then add the toe tap, right? He, nah. he got his feet mm. in bounds somehow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But you know what? The thing, and if you guys remember when I was watching uh, training camp practices, and I think you guys asked me what, what has stood out to you about Andy Dalton. 
And I said, he's so accurate throwing the ball. You said No that. passes are off target. The ball is always right there. And when they were doing their little drill where they kind of moved in and out of those little blocking dummies laying on the ground and have to throw the ball in the square in the net, he, he was fabulous at that. And, now he was so, fabulous yesterday. That was and it what he showed did. this, right? Yeah, <laughs> nine of eleven, right? Un, uh, and that's what they've got to look forward to. Now I don't think they have to dumb down the offense uh, because this guy can still sling the ball. There's nothing wrong with his arm. There's nothing wrong with his reads. Uh, sure, you want to maybe rely on Zeke a little more when you can, yes. right? Yes. And everybody was like, "Wow, they relied on Zeke." Well, yeah, because once they wiped out the fourteen-point deficit. It was they got the lead. It was their ball game, uh, and you know they, you know, great plays, uh, mixed things up, but relied on Zeke, and and I don't know. If I it's think they were going to do that anyway, Spags. I think they were. Yeah, gonna, I think you're right because on that, that one drive. Yeah, yeah, on that one drive when they were behind, they just loaded up Zeke and it's like, yes. okay, let's go. Uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, you know, I, and I think you saw a blueprint for, for, for going forward, but you still right. got to take advantage of That's these right. talented white receivers, including Cedric Wilson, Ooh. who can throw the football. <laughs> and I found out that he was a quarterback in high school. Yeah, uh, and the Giants found out like too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he threw a touchdown pass in college at Boise State also. I guarantee you Kellen Moore already knew that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And Boise. So that'll give that'll give some teams some some things to to uh, to uh, talk about. Uh, yeah, and, and and so yeah, I I, I mean you you're not going to say okay, doesn't matter. You know, we go on. Now Dak's got a certain thing about him that obviously these guys respect. If you just read the quotes after the game, uh, but again, you've got a quarterback that still had something. He just didn't have much around him that last year or two in Cincinnati. So that, that's exactly right. So that's exactly right. You know, in fact, I was looking at, at Dalton's career, and of course, uh, they, he led the Bengals to the playoffs for five years. He's uh, the Bengals' all-time franchise uh, record holder for uh, completions in a season, touchdown passes in a season. Of course, the big knock on him was was uh, the lack of postseason success, but that's not totally all on the quarterback. Um, and then he didn't have A.J. Green last year. Uh, so he had Tyler Boyd, I guess, at receiver and Joe Mixon at running back with a bad offensive line in front of him. And uh, But he's got to be sitting there going, I've got Amari Cooper, I've got CeeDee Lamb, I've got Michael Gallup, i got Zeke, i, I got all these weapons. Uh, and he's uh, he's got to be sitting there, yeah, we can do this. The other thing on Dak, if anybody tells Dak what that doctor told me last night, that in six to eight weeks you can be good to go. I mean, I was doing the math on that. It's October 12th. Eight weeks would be December 12th. I guarantee you Dak has in his mind, I don't care what the doctors are saying, I'm getting back out there as soon as I can. I was and having Andy, a great year. I can yeah, finish Andy, it out. Andy, you help us get to the playoffs, but I'm going to be there when the playoffs start. That's exactly right. I'm not right. letting you. I'm not letting you get that playoff incentive. <laughs> That's right. You can get. You can get the. What is it? The one million dollar incentive to play fifty percent of the regular season snaps. You forget about. You forget yes. about those postseason incentives, unless unless you just have to be on the team. Uh, <laughs> 
I'll, I'll get you the postseason incentives if it's worded that way. Or rework your contract where it is worded that way, because I'm going to be back. All right. And we'll be back here on Mix Shots in just a moment. So much to get to. In fact, there were some guys who actually shined on defense on Sunday. Next. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller light together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. Coming to a Cowboys game this season? Make sure you know before you go. Wear a mask, keep distance, and be prepared for cashless transactions. Please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. All right, so here we go with our final segment of mixed shots for a Monday. The Cowboys back in first place in the NFC East with a two and three record, can even the record at three and three next Monday night against the Arizona Cardinals, and a 37-34 win. I'm trying to remember our picks. We none of us had the the score in the 30s, right? Nope. I had 26-20. All right. What'd you have, Mickey? 26-20. And I had and I texted Mickey at one point in the game I had the score. I had my pick exactly right. It was 24-23 at one point. They were in the game right then. But my click my pick to click was Ezekiel Elliott. That works. Oh no, that it works. doesn't. No, it yes, does not. Yes, it does. No, no. He scored two touchdowns. Ninety one yards and do, two touchdowns. Do we remember my pick to click? Do we remember? C.D. Lamb. You damn right, baby. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me some love, man. Give me some all love. All right. All right. I'll I give got it to it. you. I got he it this so week. Good. I got it this week. C.D. Lamb is so good. I Those think he was catches. inspired. 
I think two he was catches in... he made, I, I, it made me go seriously, <laughs> especially the one he caught and then got hit in the head, and he still yes. hung on to the football. The, the second one he got hit in the head, that was yeah. very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I thought that guy was going to get tossed. I thought you know he was tossed. This just proves that teams don't have three or four quality corners. You put him in the slot. If you're not going to put your starter on him, that third guy is not going to cover that guy because he's not a third receiver. He is a very good receiver who just happens to be in the slot. Uh, hey, and it's a mismatch. Now, now, now you need to hand my, this show over to me because that's exactly what I said last week. They don't have another corner to cover him, linebacker or safety maybe. So, yes, thank you, Spags, for reiterating what I already said as I bask in glory over here. <laughs> you know, uh, the other thing with CeeDee Lamb, when I watched him in college, the, one of the things I was most impressed with with him outside of his, the obvious his ability to uh, do everything that a receiver does is his toughness. He would take shots like that all right the time yes. in college. Yes. Yeah, And there, there were times when he was returning a punt, and a guy would light him up. And, and in fact, I remember it was a game against Baylor. He, he, he took a hit even before the ball lit. I mean, the, the guy lit him up before he, even the ball even got there. And he had to come out of the game due to concussion protocol or whatever. And he was back in like the next series. I mean, he was so tough. And he's, he's shown that already five games deep into his uh, NFL career. I think he was inspired by his Sooners winning and Four overtimes on Saturday. By the way, speaking of that, uh, Blake Bell had a catch. Blake no Bell had a catch in this game. You, Bill. No okay. one spoke Neville Gallimore comes in, and now Gallimore is going to be a guy that this team is depending on with Tristan Hill going down. He played and, pretty well. And then how about well. this safety? A safety, number 40. People on Twitter who follow this team on a regular basis was going – Who's 40? Parker. There's somebody named Parker who plays for the Cowboys. Well, that's Stephen Parker, a former Sooner, who got 22 I snaps no at safety. I had no idea who he was, Bill. I, had, I saw that as well. Like, who in the hell is number 40? We're putting anybody out there. I, I did. I must admit I had to pick up my roster. And they're going, well, he's not He's not on the ro-. And then I said, oh, practice squad. Practice squad. Yeah. They moved him up. He was called up. Well, you practice. know what they did. He actually, so you know what they did is they started playing dime. So they put mm-hmm. extra safeties. Uh, you know, and right. Everson pointed that out. One of the things you can do, uh, if you can bring in more safeties instead of uh, playing that linebacker in there, and that's kind of what they did. And you know, it kind of worked. The other thing I thought defensively that worked, you guys, is I only saw one or two plays, maybe at no more than a half dozen that they got in a 3-4 alignment. They stayed with that four-down alignment. Mm-hmm. Now, they did try standing up the linebacker uh, or the defensive end a couple of times, Dorrance or, or uh, Alden Smith, but for the majority, it was a four-man line, two linebackers in the nickel, or they went to dime, and uh, it was working. Now, there was this perception, and I had it after the game, that, gosh, the Giants just ran right over them. They just couldn't stop the run still. And then when I was typing out my column last night, I said, well, gosh, they must have had like 130 yards rushing. Well, I pick up my, my sheet here, and it's 27 carries for 89 yards. I'll take that any yes. day. 27 yes. carries for 89 yards, 3.3 a carry. 
They still have problems shutting down in the middle. Those defensive tackles have to play better if they can play better. I don't know if they can, but I'll guarantee you Gallimore uh, gets some more snaps uh, because the big old guy that's supposed to be stuffing things in the middle ain't stuffing anything. Uh, and I don't, just don't know how much longer they're going with that. Okay, let me say this because I, I brought this up uh, because I was uh, a month or so ago I was studying the Patriots and the Patriots had a number one defense in the league last year and I started looking at how many DBs they got on the field all the time and it's like I did the math on it it was like uh, the first game of the year they had like 5.8 per snap DBs on the field during a game and and I they've consistently been at five and a half DBs on the field every game and that's what uh, I believe that's what they did last year too Joe Judge and the Giants are doing that too of course he was with the Giants last year and what I believe what's happening here it's the trickle up effect from college football to the NFL where you got all these spread offenses you got more wide receivers on the field the Giants were going with a lot of 11 personnel if not 10 personnel a lot of Ingram is like another wide receiver even though he's listed as a tight end and so you need more DBs on the field now it's going to hurt you in the run game but uh, I I hear college coaches talk about it all the time. They have to recruit in the Big 12 and now in the SEC. If you're seeing how many yards those teams are giving up, how about the Missouri Tigers as they wind up LSU? You see the old M hat back up there? So you know what? You know what's funny about that, Bill? Remember when I told you the story that the thing came out when uh, LSU lost the, the season opener? And I said that was the first. They, they said it was the first time uh, the national defending national champ lost a season opener since 1978. And I told you it was Missouri beating Notre Dame. And yes. the reason they beat them is they stopped them three times uh, in goal-to-goal situations. Right, the last one, Notre Dame had the ball at the three-yard line on fourth and goal. They could have kicked a field goal to tie yep. it. And Dan Devine was too proud to tie, so he wanted to beat his old school. Well, what did Missouri do? First and goal at the one with the game on the line and stopped LSU four straight times. Wow. Four straight times. The last one was a pass breakup that they hadn't broke up a pass to Terrace Marshall the whole game long. And the guy Bledsoe broke it up, and they win. And I was I, So I'm up here watching it, right? The neighbors probably heard me, right? <laughs> and I'm texting him too, Bill. Because I'm watching the game as well. I'm like, Mizzou? Question mark? What is happening? But the but where we got off on Mizzou yeah. is the fact that that I mean I think that that this is sort of the trend in the NFL and you and you know there's an old saying that you can't have enough cornerbacks and uh, Everson would probably agree with that. But uh, one, thing, probably, one thing that that goes with that though, Bill, you have to have linebackers that are active in not just run stuffing, but also in pass dropping. That's right. I was with Pepper Johnson this weekend. He's coaching with IMG. They came in town oh, sure. in Duncanville. And he and I had, uh, uh, we, we talked a little while and, and we talked about that. That's, that's what you have to have. Linebackers that are active. We were blessed with Carl Banks, LT, Pepper Johnson, Gary Reasons. We were blessed with that. So the Cowboys can't be effective in this defense, and I have to give him props because I've been on him since last Thanksgiving. Jalen Smith balled out yesterday, and mm-hmm. that's what you have to have. 
We saw his weaknesses against the pass. We saw some of that. But Jalen Smith played the kind of football that we need him to play consistently, not just every once in a while. He has to be the anchor for this team day in, day out, week in, week out. I don't care who we're playing. He has no excuse, but he has to be our linchpin as far as our linebackers are concerned. That's the strength of it. Romo talked yesterday about the eyes uh, that we don't have in the secondary. No one can play zone. No one sees the routes coming. No one can figure out how the routes are going to attack them and where the, the weaknesses are and where your, where your, your, your weak spots are in your, in, your, in your secondary. That's the problem that the Cowboys have. Their secondary, they don't recognize routes and people get behind them all the time in a zone defense. Cannot happen. Jalen Smith made major improvement, major improvement this week. Well, you know why he had major improvement? His recognition of what was about to happen was spot on. The eyes. It was his Sean Lee impersonation. He was reading things for a change, and he was there to make plays. And and the Uh, other thing that happened with all those DBs on, you're allowed to blitz where people don't know where it's coming from because Anthony Brown didn't just happen to be there to pick up. No, the, no, the that was sack, all a blitz. Right? They yes. were blitzing him off of From the uh, slot. Lawrence's butt, right? Yeah. And he was coming, so they did that more. And let's also point this out. I, I keep hearing, God, they gave up 34 points to the Giants. Well, the defense really gave up 20 points because yep. – you get a, a interception, tip ball, interception return for a touchdown, a fumble on the 17-yard line, and they yep. go in for a touchdown. Take away those two plays, they limited them to four field goals, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. With this defense, I'll take that every game. I'll take that. And I'll take my chances. <laughs> we can complement that with our offense any day. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, along those lines, we're out of time, so I don't have enough time to make this point. But I wonder – how much it helped Jalen Smith going up against Jason Garrett's offense, an offense that he saw in practice here for many years in training camp, whatever. Uh, and the other thing is, and I'll, I guess we'll have to leave on this, how motivated was Jason Garrett to show people in this building what kind of play caller, play caller he is after having the play calling, not, not being the play caller here in his recent well, years as a head coach here. here. And he's running a flea flicker on the first drive. He's in got a reverse for a touchdown on the, yeah, on the first drive. He was so motivated to show he's a play caller. All right, that does it. We're out of time. We could go on and on. But we go on and on tomorrow at 1.30 here on Mix Shots. Make it a great Monday, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!